Hi, it's Dr. Gwen. Today is Saturday, February 5th. Um, welcome to my Women's Health Podcast. Today I'm going to talk about two interesting topics. One is why women may avoid a mammogram. So this is my opportunity to nag you about a mammogram. As well as hot flashes and the relationship to breast cancer. So let's start out with the mammogram one. Um, this comes out of uh, uh, the AP, the U.S. Women's Health Information Center, and it's pain, embarrassment, and being too busy are among the main reasons why women avoid mammograms. Researchers analyzed medical, physical, and demographic information from 4,708 women at Kaiser Permanente in Oregon and Washington who had gone longer than 20 months since their last mammogram and were informed by postcard and telephone that they were soon due for the breast cancer screening test. The study of women aged 50 to 69 found the factors associated with avoiding mammograms were being younger than 60, having an annual um, household income of less than 40,000, being obese, and having had health insurance coverage for fewer than five years. A subset of 340 women explained why they didn't have a mammogram. The top reasons were that the test caused too much pain, they were too busy, they felt embarrassed to have the test. Obese women were much more likely than non-obese women to say that pain was a factor. Uh, that data was 31% versus 19%. According to the senior investigator, um, she said she doesn't know why the obese women report more pain with mammograms. Maybe because there's more tissue to compress is what I'm guessing. The uh, previous study suggested that obesity might be associated with a lower pain threshold. Nearly half of the women in the study were obese, and obese women are more likely to get breast cancer. So we need to find a better way to ensure that these women are screened. Um, they also found that women under 60 were more likely than those over 60 to say they were too busy to have a mammogram. Offering more workplace screenings after our appointments could help increase the number of younger women um, who have mam mammograms. This is actually published in the Journal of Women's Health, and um, they note that one in eight women will develop breast cancer in their lifetime. So I, I agree with that. I think that we need more options uh, for working women. Most mammogram clinics are open Monday through Friday, um, or even a Saturday, uh, which, you know, this is when we get caught up with everything else, but an evening might be a great idea. And we need to have a culture that, uh, you know, that we encourage women to do this. There's been such data that has come out that's been so confusing for women. So please go get your mammograms. Get your friends to get mammograms. At least get a baseline. I personally do it every two years. Um, I do have a family history of breast cancer. I probably should do it every year. Um, so don't listen to me on that part. But at least do it at no no more or no less than every two years the next one is why uh, oh excuse me hot flash is tied to lower breast cancer risk I really wanted to read this one because I had severe hot flashes I mean they started in my later 40s and I still have them and they're almost always at the same time of day um, it's always been interesting they're nowhere near as intense as they were but I, I still have them and I'm 57 years old 
Hot flashes and other symptoms of menopause may give women may give women a significantly lower risk of developing the most common types of breast cancer. And the more severe the symptoms, the lower that risk. So I love that because I really had some wicked uh, strong hot flashes. Um, this was uh, the first study to publish this. This was done by researchers at the Fred Hutchinson Cancer Research Center in Seattle, Washington in the February issue of Cancer Epidemiology, Biomarkers and Prevention. Uh, the author, Christopher Lee, a breast cancer epidemiologist in the Hutchinson Center's Public Health Science Division and colleagues concluded that compared to postmenopause women who have never experienced them, women who have hot, they call flushes, and other menopause symptoms may have a 50% lower risk of developing the two most common form of breast cancer, invasive ductal and invasive lobular carcinoma. He told the press, the investigator, Dr. Lee, said, in particular, they found that women who experienced more intense hot flashes, the kind that woke them up at night, had a particularly low risk of breast cancer. Oh, I'm so glad to know that. So, ladies, we want, we want to have our hot flashes. In fact, the research has found a 40 to 60% reduction in the risk of invasive ductal and invasive lobular carcinoma among women who had these symptoms, and this did not change when they took into account other known breast cancer risks, such as obesity and use of hormone replacement therapy. The researchers suspected there might be such a link because of estrogen, one of the hormones which, along with progesterone, is responsible for the symptoms of menopause that kick in as ovulation drops. Um, and they also, both of those hormones, the ovarian steroid hormones, play a role in the development of most breast cancers. Previous studies have found that women who experience symptoms during menopause had lower levels of estrogen compared to women who did not experience them. However, until this study, none had explored the link between menopausal symptoms and breast cancer risk. Um, they asked the researchers, interviewed 1,437 postmenopausal post women living in and around Seattle. What is this about Seattle? Something about the Northwest. 988 of the women had been diagnosed with breast cancer and 449 had not, which uh, those 449 were the control group. They asked the women questions about symptoms as they approach and enter the menopause, including, for example, intensity and frequency of hot flashes, night sweats, insomnia, vaginal dryness, irregular and heavy periods, anxiety, and depression. And they concluded that the studies um, suggest there may be a silver lining to menopause, which is normally associated with having a negative impact on the woman's quality of life. Um, Anyway, they, they do recommend further research, which is very typical. And I'll, I'll cite this study in, uh, the, in the iTunes post. And the other thing I wanted to comment on, I wanted to keep this brief, is tomorrow in the United States is a big day for sports. This is the probably our biggest one, and it is the uh, Super Bowl uh, football game, for those of you who come from other countries. Um, women, be careful. This is notoriously the most violent day against women. Um, this, I don't have that data in front of me, but I remember reading a report that this is domestic violence is great on this day, and it's associated with the violence of the sport as well as alcohol. So, women, if you if you are at risk, get out for the day. Go see a movie. Um, don't be there. I personally find football. A, a, a very difficult sport and I, in fact I, I was listening to a uh, 
Brian Gumble talk about sports yesterday, and he was he was saying that most football players now are greater than 300 pounds. So we've we created this kind of large sumo wrestler sort of uh, person in football that is, and I think to me we're just endorsing a violent uh, sport. But that's my personal opinion. I most Americans would probably not agree with me. But be careful out there, and um, just a little just a little tip to make sure you're safe. Um, go out with some girlfriends. Have a great day, and I wish you health, and never hesitate to drop me a line at gwen at drgwen.com. Bye now.